Jets fans, Winnipeg has finished off a uh, 4-3 victory over the Carolina Hurricanes. You know, despite the scoreline being a little bit on the questionable side after the Jets had a 3-0 lead heading into the third period, Winnipeg somehow managed to avoid its own pitfalls and got the win. Now, I have a lot of really positive things to say about this game and some things that Bones may want to get away from the next time the Jets are up with a major lead in future games. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. For Locked On, the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're doing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platforms of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, like I said in the intro, the Jets just finished playing the Carolina Hurricanes. And uh, an interesting game, to put it lightly, because I think in a lot of ways, there are many positive things to take away. But, you know, unfortunately, because of what happened in the last five minutes of regulation, that may be the enduring memory of this game. But let's start off with the good stuff. Uh, of which there's actually quite a few things that I think are really worth pointing out. First off, congrats to Mikey Isamut for scoring his first NHL goal. Uh, I'm sure that this moment has been, you know, a long time coming for him. He's probably super hyped. He looked really excited on the ice. I know I sure as heck would be. Uh, Isamut has been, you know, toiling around in the AHL for many years now and finally managed to cash in. Uh, actually a pretty solid goal and a very important one, but, you know, it was a nice opportunistic rebound took advantage of a great net front drive from David Gustafson, who I'm going to be talking about a little bit later this episode because I think he genuinely is worth spotlighting. But Isamont, as part of this unit, you know, he's been uh, kind of getting up to NHL speed, had a really strong evening, and uh, just really happy to see him score a milestone goal. I joked about it on Twitter, but it's also not that much of a joke. You know, Winnipeg is usually on the uh, the other end of milestone and career landmark goals, so it's nice that one of those actually went for one of the good guys. Now, in other areas where I think the Jets were pretty darn good, um, I think the second line had one of its best games of the season. Not every player on this line had like amazing outings. I thought Wheeler had a, you know an interesting one, right? A little bit uneven on certain defensive coverages, but also some fantastic passes and assists. So, you know, you take a little bit and you leave a little bit, but for the most part, he had a, a pretty solid outing. Dubois and Perfetti, though, I thought were fantastic. Uh, Dubois in particular had a monster evening. He had a beautiful breakaway goal, had uh, an amazing pass to Blake Wheeler that set up a Josh Morrissey goal, if I recall correctly. Um, just a, a number of fantastic plays, stuff that you don't often see from um, players in positions where he was like his pass to Wheeler was uh, a backhanded pass or like a behind the back pass almost along the wall on the left side of the ice, or actually the right side if you're facing, you know, from Hellebuck's perspective. Um, and somehow he got the pass off through traffic, you know, while two guys were pinning him to the walls 
got it to Wheeler for the breakout pass, and the rest was history. So just a phenomenal play. Really love to see it, and uh, very happy that Winnipeg ended up kind of coming out on the right side of these things. Perfetti, I thought, had a very defensively mature game. You know, I mentioned in a previous episode, sometimes this puck management isn't always the best, but uh, I, I thought that he had some really great plays. One of them was a great uh, defensive pickoff in the neutral zone that he then fed to Blake Wheeler, and Wheeler ended up passing off to somebody else for um, a fantastic goal. This might have been the Dubois pass. Um, might might have been the Dubois goal. Yeah, it was the first one that was the Dubois breakaway. Had a great shot up the middle, sped right between Carolina's defenders, and uh, that opened the scoring for Winnipeg in the first period. And so just things that you really love to see. And, uh, you know, Dubois' fingerprints were all over this game. He had, I believe, how many points is it? Three on the evening, a goal and two assists. And uh, you could honestly say all of them were very nice points too. His overtime winning pass was a phenomenal pass from below the goal line. He fed it all the way up to Morrissey, who somehow just sort of glided into the center of the neutral zone. Apparently wasn't really being marked all that tightly and had a brilliant breakaway on goal to win it. Um, but yeah, just a really fun evening, one that I, I was very happy to see. Uh, and, and Dubois had a great night. I'm also going to give some props to Dave Riddick. I think Dave, despite the ending of the game, had some really great saves earlier in the evening. Uh, Zvechnikov and Aho both had some really dangerous opportunities right in the slot. Carolina did not generate a ton from right in front of him, but on the opportunities that he did face there, he was very sharp. I thought his uh, puck tracking and, and reflexive saves were good. I thought that he looked very confident and in general just really didn't give Carolina all that many opportunities to uh, find scoring lanes and stuff. So happy for Dave. It's been a long time coming. Um, I don't know if I don't believe this is his first win, but uh, just really happy that he finally got one uh, either way for, you know, against a really strong team like Carolina. I think this is a very tough opponent. And for Winnipeg to come out of this one, on the winning side, even though it wasn't necessarily the cleanest game, um, you'll, you'll still take it, right? It is what it is. But yeah, there's a whole list of accolades and props that I still want to give out. So we'll keep on rolling here. But uh, yeah, just a really nice night. And I think for milestone moments, you know, Isamont scoring, Morrissey recording a two-goal game, Josh really establishing himself as one of the premier offensive talents on this team from the back end. You know, this is this is the kind of team that I think has real potential to start to show that it is special. Uh, obviously, it's very early in the season and Winnipeg has a very long way to go. But, you know, they're they're gelling. They're finding some real rhythm and a win against a team like Carolina, especially uh, how they did it. We'll talk about their their fashion in being a defensive juggernaut and shutting them down in the slot. You know, that that I think is very impressive. And uh, we'll talk about how the Jets accomplished that. And, you know, what mistakes they may have made getting away from some of their game plans that ultimately led to them needing overtime to win. But before we go any further, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all of your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. They've got the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, soccer, hockey, of course, esports. Uh, horse racing, if you're into that, they've even got, you know, German football, you know, English football, everything in between automotive racing. A lot of you are probably F1 fans. They've got you covered there as well. NASCAR, if you're more into that, 
Or if you want to step away from the sports, they've also got Vegas casino games because they want everyone to have fun no matter what you're looking for. Now, if you would also want to take a break and look for something like, say, sports podcasts and news articles, they've got those in spades. BetOnline really does want to become your number one destination for all of your sporting needs. So head on over to BetOnline.net right now to register for a free account because it really couldn't be easier. BetOnline is where the game starts. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. Obviously, we're talking about Winnipeg versus Carolina, and uh, we were giving out some individual props and you know um, accolades and stuff for some really strong performances. I wanted to take a step back and talk about some broader performances that I thought were really impressive. Uh, but before we go into that, I do want to recommend that you also make your second listen of the day, Locked On Sports Today. It brings you the games that matter and the biggest stories in sports and helps you go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with our local experts who give you analysis that only Locked On can provide. You can find Locked On Sports Today on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, same as we're available, so be sure to subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for your support. Now, kind of circling back to how the Jets did against Carolina before the final five minutes of regulation, Winnipeg was very suffocating. I think that would be the best way to describe it. If there was a game that I think encapsulated what I thought Bonus would do with his team when he first signed on, this was kind of it. You know, the Jets were dangerous on counters um, and actually got into some really dangerous areas in front of uh, Kachetkov, uh, created some really great scoring opportunities, put, you know, the Carolina defense under some serious pressure in the slot and, you know, forced some really great saves. But in terms of allowing opportunities, you know, they really didn't give Riddick too much to work with. I think in general, they blo- blocked the slot out. Riddick had mostly perimeter and peripheral shots. And while you would look at the Corsi reports and see that, you know, uh, the Canes out attempted the Jets uh, for much of the game, you'd find that it was actually a lot of low danger stuff. When it came to the slot area, the Jets defensive structure and forechecking pressure basically kept the Canes from getting anywhere near Riddick, which is really important. Uh, it, It wasn't for, you know, just a couple of opportunities where Maybe the Jets had a, a slight turnover or a, maybe a missed defensive read or something. Other than that, you know, the Jets really did not give Carolina much to work with at all. And that's fantastic to see. It's not often that, you know, a team that forechecks as aggressively and as quickly as the Canes do with the sort of passing and vision that they have, you really don't out-attempt them very often. And you don't out-create them either. I mean, this is a team that really loves to create lots of opportunities that are all very dangerous. And the Jets kind of stifled them. And in even more impressive fashion, I, I noticed that a lot of the goals tonight for the Jets were on breakaways and stuff. Um, the stretch passing this year hasn't always resulted in much for the Jets. But in this evening, we had like three or so breakaways, maybe a couple more here and there. Uh, for some reason, like the neutral zone coverage and stuff wasn't particularly great for Carolina. And Winnipeg very much took advantage, which is not something that you see very often. So props to that. And in general, for, you know, much of the game plan, I thought the Jets really control the flow. They didn't give Carolina very many scoring opportunities. And, you know, Winnipeg was clinical on its own chances. The only areas where I would say Winnipeg wasn't so great at were uh, mostly on the power play. I thought that that was not very good. The power play hasn't been functioning particularly well, even though it scored a couple of goals here and there. I think anyone who has actually watched this unit for more than a few minutes knows that even on stuff like five on three, the Jets just don't look that dangerous. So 
I'd like them to maybe adjust that uh, and, and fix that ahead of schedule because, you know, as the, the schedule continues to toughen for the Jets, Winnipeg needs to rely on a power play that is dangerous for when, you know, maybe some even strength scoring dries up. If the Jets can make their power play dangerous again, then this team is a very lethal squad that could, you know, really do some damage once it makes the postseason. Now, you know, speaking of doing some damage later on this year, one player and one line in particular that I think is really worth spotlighting for in, you know, potentially elevated role down the road is the fourth line with Dave Gustafson. This unit with Harkins and Isamont was monstrous today, and I thought they had a phenomenal game. Gustafson had one of the breakaways that ended up, you know, turning into a nice assist for uh, Isamont to cash home on a rebound. You know, he's been such a force this year on the forecheck defensively and creating slot offense. Whatever it is that you ask Gustafson to do, he is just there for it. Uh, I haven't really seen many centers, especially at his age, that are smart and as responsible as he is, but he continues to exemplify what I would love in a two-way center. And I think if you give him skill and you give him more minutes and you give him harder matchups, I think this is the guy who's going to rise to the challenge and really show that eventually he could become Winnipeg's number two C. I think he's a phenomenal player, and I think he's increasingly showing. Um, some people have described him as like sh- shades of Andrew Kopp, and I think that is a very fair comparison. A guy who can do it all, be a very good playmaker, and he might actually become an even better play driver in some ways, especially from down the middle where he can freely distribute and forecheck and create space for his line mates. Uh, I will also give huge props to Jensen Harkins, who I thought, aside from Isamont, really stood out tonight. Harkins hasn't always had the most consistent games in the past. You know, sometimes he'd get inside the offensive zone and the place would kind of die on his stick. But this evening, he looked really driven. He looked really motivated, confident in possession, created some great scoring opportunities, probably could have bagged a couple of points himself. Just a really good performance from him. From him. And if this is what we get from him alongside Gustafson for the remainder of the season, I would love him to carve out a scoring role in this bottom six. I've mentioned in previous episodes that the Jets' third and fourth lines don't have a lot of really good finishing talent. So if Harkins can kind of prove that he can sub in there and actually succeed in roles where maybe Mandelainen and other similar forechecking guys don't really provide as much support, I think that would be fantastic for the Jets. And I would love to, you know, worry about one less thing that Winnipeg needs to shop for. Harkins has always had the talent and skill to potentially become a really good middle six player. It's just getting it to translate at the NHL level hasn't always been super easy, but alongside Gustafson, anything's possible. Gus is so good at elevating um, and, and really making use of the talents of his line mates. And I think that has shown with pretty much anyone he's played with. So keep it up, Gus, keep it up. Jansen, you know, hope Mikey Isamont keeps killing it as well. Really great performance from the fourth line and um, just a really fun game in general, especially for the moments where the jets were in the lead. Now, <laughs> Up next, we're going to talk about the less savory part, which is what happened when the Jets decided to switch how they were deploying their lines and try and wait out the last six or so minutes turtling. Obviously, as you can guess, it did not go well. But before we go any further, though, and talk about the nitty gritty and unfun stuff, just wanted to shout out our friends and partners at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Jets listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. 
I highly recommend it because they've got so many great technological solutions for home security that I think a lot of you would be very in tune with. They've got a great app that allows you to look at HD security cam footage, you know, whether you're at home or on the road. So you'll always have a great view of all of your um, territory and make sure that no one's breaking in and that you can have that personal peace of mind that a lot of you are probably missing, especially during the stressful holiday seasons when we know package thefts, break-ins, and all sorts of crime are all on the rise. Right now, they've also got some really great offers, and uh, part of their whole package is that they also have a 24-7 professional uh, modern monitoring agency that gives you uh, even more peace of mind with great technology. They've they've been backed by FastProtect, which allows the monitoring agents to determine what sensors are detecting actual threats and which first responders to dispatch. They can help get priority to police, police deployments and ensure that first responders are actually going to legitimate threats at your house, whether it's a break-in, floods, fires, you name it, Simply Safe can detect it and make sure that your home is protected, uh, whether you're at home again or elsewhere. So if you're ready to make sure that you can secure your home and make it a fortress, don't miss your chance to stay big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL right now. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Again, that is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. I uh, just wanted to wrap up some final thoughts from Winnipeg's victory over Carolina. Like I said, for the most part, this game was generally pretty good for the Jets. They had the lead for most of the game. They tried to stifle Carolina and generally did a pretty good job of that, almost bored them to death. It did change in the final five minutes, though, and that's kind of where things went off the rails. You'll notice that the Jets only won 4-3 in overtime, and that's because um, for you know the rare mistake that Bones has made, he had a really bad one in this game where he took the top six and added in Lowry, Lowry occasionally to try and cycle these two uh, for the last stretch of the game as the defensive unit, which famously the Jets' top six is very bad at defending. Uh, we all know this. It was a thing that even... Um, Paul Maurice probably could admit at times, even though he still used them in this manner. We all know that Connor, Shifley, Wheeler, Dubois, all of these players are not really defensive specialists. That's what you have a great bottom six for. And for some reason, Bones just got away from that. He stopped rolling those lines, all four of them, and it got the Jets into serious trouble. What was especially surprising was that he didn't change that even after, you know, I think the Lowry second line got scored on twice or something. So, yeah, I didn't fully understand that. I, I think Bones would probably want to explain the thinking behind this. Somebody did ask him related questions about that, but I felt like his answers kind of talked around um, the more central issue with that whole deployment. So interested to know the thought process. Hopefully, uh, you know, this serves as a really important lesson for Winnipeg that you can't turtle with your top six. That is just not really an option. But I think if anything, it proves that players like Gustafson and, you know, um, Manalainen, Janssen, Fialbi, these are guys that you can trust in late game situations to keep the puck pressure away from Riddick or Hellebuck, keep the puck up the ice, and to even perhaps generate some offensive opportunities, especially against teams that are really trying to be aggressive, that are maybe caught a little bit too deeply inside the offensive zone that you can hit out on a counter with. 
I think Janssen Fialbi showed on numerous occasions how fast he is and how quickly he's able to pursue pucks and how quickly he could probably probably break away from opposing skaters. So food for thought for the Jets. Overall, a very good performance, uh, barring those last five minutes or so. And then Winnipeg won in overtime. So, you know, I can't really complain too much. But yeah, like next time, let's not turtle with a top six and risk, you know, three silly goals against that frankly didn't even have to happen. Um, you know, I think the Jets were really in control of this game and almost gave it away, but thankfully they didn't. I'd be curious to know how you felt about felt about this one, though. Be sure to let me know at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Also, drop your thoughts on this game in the comments below. How do you feel about it? Winnipeg is now 11-5-1. Pretty darn spiffy if you ask me. Let me know how you're feeling about the vibes with this team and whether or not you're excited for the next few weeks of Jets hockey. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast. It features the biggest stories, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and our famous take of the day. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, so be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go!